Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. What would happen to millions of Michiganders if the minimum wage was 12 bucks an hour? I can't stress enough how life-changing this is for me and all of the Michigan restaurant workers. What was supposed to happen in 2018 may finally be taking shape years later. Maybe. This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. In 2018, a ballot measure was approved by voters that would raise the state's minimum wage from $9.25 to $12 an hour by 2022. Had that happened from 2018 through this year, the minimum wage would have increased by about 60 to 70 cents annually. But during the Michigan legislature's 2018 lame duck session, the bill was adopted and then amended by the Republican-controlled chambers to push back getting to $12 an hour to 2030. In late July, the Michigan Court of Claims said the adopt and amend strategy that was used to alter the minimum wage bill was unconstitutional. But the judge granted a stay, pushing the change back until February of next year. The argument to the court is that the laws at issue here affect every employer and every employee in the state. So it's in everybody's interest to have this resolved as quickly as possible. And I'm reasonably confident that the Court of Appeals will be sympathetic to our motion and will grant it and will be able to expedite this case. That was the voice of Mark Brewer. He's a lawyer for the Restaurant Opportunities Center and the One True Wage Initiative. They sued the Attorney General following the amendment. It's not just the restaurant industry that would be affected. It would be many, many industries that would be affected. But for those that do work in kitchens, people like James Hawk, this would be an absolute game changer. I have been a restaurant worker for over 20 years now. I have worked in major food chains, um, mom and pop shops, catering, banquets, all of that. You name it, I don't work this. Currently, I'm a chef at the Press Room Cafe in downtown Detroit. Most of my life, my work has been in the restaurant industry, and it's been supporting my family. As one of the plaintiffs of the case against attorney Dana Nessel, which resulted in this major victory that we are celebrating, I can't stress enough how life-changing this is for me and all of the Michigan restaurant workers. You know, getting the minimum wage raise and everything, all of that is really good. And like you said earlier, it's going to affect all of the restaurant workers here in Michigan. So I'm real happy about that, and I'm grateful and thankful for that. I'm glad we won. Just how many would be impacted? I mean, everybody, right? If you don't work at a restaurant or a retail store or something like that, you probably shop at one. But the direct impact, that's no small accomplishment. When we first started this initiative, it was going to impact about 1.5 million workers in Michigan. 
out of that 1.5 million, there were 400,000 children living in those households. COVID-19 has certainly shown us that there is really no safety net for, the, for those who are economically vulnerable. So we are finding that even after the pandemic, according to the Economic Policy Institute, there are 55 million essential workers, of which restaurant workers are considered essential workers, including 11.3 million food service workers, 4 million warehouse and delivery workers, and 16.6 million healthcare workers. Many of these workers have long been underpaid and are only paid now at their state's minimum wage. When it comes to restaurant workers specifically, people argue that the tipping portion of their wage covers it. Alicia Renee Ferris, she's the acting CEO of Rock. You heard her voice just before the break, and you'll hear it again right here. She's not so sure those tips accomplish the goal. The problem with a tipped wage is that most people are taking home checks that have zeros, which means that they cannot prove for someone that they're trying to rent housing from. They can't represent a stable income. They can't purchase a car because they really can't verify how much they're making and what they're actually taking home to be able to qualify. Had the legislators not played these lame duck shenanigans, we did that very responsibly. Our committee, when we put this on there, it would have been gradual. And so restaurateurs would not have felt that. As a result of COVID, they've had to, in terms of workforce, raise the rates anyway. We're concerned that there has to be policy on record where people are legally accountable and responsible so that it can be enforced. Here's the thing. Do people even know when they tip that they're paying part of their server's salary? This question about tipping, when people go out to a restaurant, they don't think that they're actually paying their server's wage, right? That doesn't really factor into people's decision to tip. They don't, most people don't realize that people actually get paid a lower tipped wage because the customer is paying their salary directly. They don't, most people aren't aware of that. And so it doesn't factor in their decision. When a Michigander is lucky enough to go to Las Vegas on vacation or to Disneyland, they tip the same as they would in Michigan. And in all the states where there isn't a tip sub minimum wage, people tip the same as they do throughout the country. Tipping is the customary norm in our country. There's a long history of it. It's a very complicated issue. But when tipping behavior, when, when you go out to eat, you don't think, oh, I'm actually paying my server's wage, so I, so I need to pay them their wage. You tip because it's custom to do so. And so it won't affect tipping behavior. What this will do is it will improve the lives of restaurant workers because they'll have a full wage they can rely on. And then there will be tips that will help them get them closer to a, a living wage uh, so that we can all thrive together. That right there, that's the voice of Teofilo Reyes. He's the National Research Director of ROC. And look, those tips, they do make a difference. Here is Rokisha O'Neill, another longtime restaurant worker. People survive off a of tip. I'm a living testimony that I lived off tips. It just helped to pay enemies for my children. So that was very helpful, but also the wage in the minimum wage now can help more families to support their families. So both work as a win-win. All 
all of this is not to say that there are not employers that are already paying their workers minimum wage or higher. I remember when we we banded together originally getting over 600,000 signatures uh, in relation to the, uh, the fair wage process uh, and ultimately losing out in that lame duck season. Um, we currently have a very, very uh, structured system as it relates to what we do within the restaurant. We pay fluctuating rate uh, between a 12 an hour for people going through training and then 15 an hour all the way up to 18, 19, and 20 an hour. Plus, we also tip pool. So everybody that works within the restaurant receives some aspect of former tip based off of the amount of time that they've worked with us. In addition to that, we also look at our team members as partners within the workspace. We offer 20% commission on non-direct revenue. That right there, that is Godwin in Hentugi. He owns Yum Village, which is a Caribbean restaurant in Detroit. But Teofilo from Rock says there needs to be laws in place to stop bad actors. We also know many unscrupulous employers, if they have the opportunity to lower the wages, they will do so, which is why we want to make sure that there's a minimum wage that is su sufficient to cover basic needs at the very minimum. The minimum wage should actually mean minimum and not below minimum. It shouldn't allow people to live below poverty. Now, there have been examples, franchise owners at Applebee's, for example, who've talked about, oh, the rising cost of gas means that workers are going to be in a more difficult condition and they're going to be willing to accept lower wages. So there is this effort by some uh, employers. We do want to make sure that the, those low road actors don't take other opportunities in the future to try to lower wages. For people like Pastor Hurley Coleman from the World Outreach Church in Saginaw, this is far more than a fairness issue. It runs much deeper than that. Faith community leaders have always been in the forefront of efforts to improve the lot of working class Americans, especially those who have experienced this extended period of time without a wage increase. You have to remember that it was an economic issue that drew Dr. Martin Luther King to Memphis, where he made the ultimate sacrifice for people who are fighting for a wage increase. Living wage is a justice issue. Raising the minimum wage would immediately impact their lives. In most of our communities, that population is expanding. And it's going to help lift 3.7 million people out of poverty, including 1.3 million children. Just here, the victory of an increase to $12 is a step in the right direction. Here's the other challenge. Information. Not everybody hawkishly follows the news. So Alicia Renee Ferris from Rock is taking the information to the people. We are doing training to educate workers about this increase. As a matter of fact, we have a event that's scheduled this Monday. Rock, Michigan has a victory celebration, which engages the community to make them aware of what's happening, because sometimes that's overshadowed by other news. And so the fact that this increase, a lot of people are uncertain about it. We will be doing educational classes as well as this victory celebration at Belle Isle Park in Detroit. And we are welcoming families and that to come out, learn more about that, and to celebrate as a community that this is really a victory for 685,000 Michiganders. This podcast was never intended to answer the question of should. You know, like, should Michigan raise the minimum wage? Many argue that Michigan did raise the minimum wage back in 2018, and that was sabotaged. But here's what we did learn. That hike in the bottom dollar would change the lives of millions across the state and for the better. This podcast would not be possible without the work of our digital team. Check out www.newsradio.com for local news on demand 24-7, including the latest on the fight over the minimum wage here in Michigan. 
Do you have questions, comments, or concerns about the Daily J? We want to hear them. Send us an email at dailyj at odyssey.com. That's dailyj at a-u-d-a-c-y.com. Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Southfield. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.